up. I am going to be honest here. I would like to say that I am sorry for not putting out an episode over the past few weeks. However, I'm not going to. And it's not because I'm not sorry, but I'm trying not to shame myself so much over not being able to keep up with an abnormal level of productivity, especially when my own mental health is not completely in the right place. What I am going to be sorry for is that some of you DM'd me requesting this podcast be about eating disorders, and I told you yes. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Guys, I put in fucking hours into that podcast about eating disorders. I did. And it stressed me out. It really stressed me out so much that I ended up having a panic attack. And now I can't even begin to open it to continue working on it. I do apologize to the people who I promised this would be about eating disorders because it is not, as you already know. I had to step away from that one and focus on something else just so that I can keep pumping these out without fucking myself up. So I promise I will give you an eating disorder podcast in the future. I don't know when that will be, but it will come when I am able to do so. So again, I apologize to everybody who I said that this would be about eating disorders because it's not, but this is about some good shit too. Okay. You know, I felt like life was so much easier before I even knew about mental health. Does anybody else feel like that? Because I just used to be able to work myself to the point of severe burnout and then go get super drunk on the weekends and be totally fine. Like I was fucking cured and ready to do it all again. That was back in the day. But now if I do a singular thing that pushes me over the edge It takes me five business days and a weekend retreat to be able to function normally again. (laughs) Other than that, I have exciting news. I actually like my new therapist. It's confirmed. We are in love. That's a joke. She probably hates me. That's also a joke. I just love a good breakthrough. I love when your therapist will ask you that one fucking question that makes you go quiet and have to think for a minute and then you get a little choked up that you gotta croak out the answer like a frog on a hot summer day. I love it. I've been learning a lot about myself and it is awesome. I want to keep sharing my therapy journey with you because I am a big mental health advocate in the fitness world, which means in order to help you guys, I need to help myself when I need it. And I encourage you all to do the same because y'all are bad bitches. Maybe sad bitches, but bad bitches nonetheless. Okay, this episode has some tea because once again, the fitness community has decided to latch on to another fad, causing everyone to take a hard left turn without looking both ways first. Let's talk about Pilates. Ooh, you've all seen it. The I switched from lifting heavy and being so bloated and inflamed and tired to doing Pilates. And now all of my hormones are corrected. I feel amazing. And I finally have the body of my dreams. And that is verbatim. I have actually seen posts that say that exact thing or something very similar, just in a different type of way on TikTok. And 
it's got everybody so fucking crazy right now. I'm almost afraid to post anything about lifting because people are commenting on my posts saying that I am a bad person because lifting only causes inflammation. It's mad out there, besties. So let me preface this podcast by saying I will not condone or tolerate any Pilates slander in my posts, in this podcast, or anything that is put out there in the world. I do not give a fuck if you do Pilates or not. What I do care about is you enjoying whatever type of exercise you choose to do so much that it's actually something that you can look forward to doing. And if anyone starts giving you shit about doing Pilates or lifting or running or walking or whatever you like doing, you call me because I will march down there, take out my earrings, roll up my sleeves and give them what they deserve, which would be an educational discussion about all exercises, why they work, and make sure that they have a better understanding of why things are the way they are scientifically. So watch out. (sighs) Or else. Get me all fired up. My therapist said that I can be easily irritated in my diagnosis, so watch the fuck out, y'all. Okay? We don't judge nor tolerate judgment of any form of exercise unless it's something really fucking weird or dangerous. So we stand Pilates here. We stand all movement. We stand lifting. Period. What we don't stand is a fitness fad that promises unrealistic results. And I know I spoke about this in a previous episode. Don't let the internet rush you. And I think I did mention the Pilates body post in that as well, but this shit deserves a whole entire episode because it's so confusing. You guys deserve to know what all of this means on an evidence-based level so that your head doesn't feel like it's going to explode into a million pieces. When I say evidence-based level, I mean evidence-based level. I have had some interesting conversations with individuals in my comment section arguing about what evidence actually is. I'm not trying to make anybody feel silly. I'm sure I've said way worse things before in my life. But when someone says doing Pilates worked for me and some of my friends that I know, that is not viable evidence as to whether something works for everyone or not. Your friend, your mom, your dad, your cat telling you that running worked for them is not a scientific study. You gotta dig deeper. You gotta ask questions. And you're here now, so let's talk. There is no, none, nada, mm mm-mm, no quick fixes. If you're going to start doing Pilates or try doing Pilates, You better be ready for your results to take just as long as they would with any other form of exercise. And a side note, this trend, the Pilates trend, rolls around once every year. Just like the weightlifting trend, then the running trend, then the walking trend. It's all good. I like to think that it sparks interest and joy in different types of movement that people may have otherwise never tried before in their life, and that's a beautiful thing. But... As most things on the internet do, they all seem to be taken a little out of context at times and sold to us with a big fat red bow on top. 
and it's cool if you want to try it for a bit. Switch it up. Keep things interesting. And then switch again. If you're not into it, that's fine. That doesn't mean you're a failure. Try new things. This is your life. It's good for the plot. That's amazing. But when it comes to visual results and weight loss results, it's not going to be as easy as, wow, now my hormones are all fixed and aligned and I have the perfect body of my dreams. I'm not saying that that will never happen, but odds are it's not going to happen that way for you. (laughs) Hear me out. Don't, don't go away. Please stay here. And I love you guys so, so much. And I am sorry that I am presenting it in this way, but somebody has to say it. Trust me, I've done some buck wild shit thinking that I would be the exception. I wasn't. I've rarely been the exception, especially when it comes to fitness, because the way that so many factors in your life would have to line up in order for you to just start doing Pilates or ab workouts and get a full six pack and be toned in two months is a lot of things would have to happen. Okay. And girl, if that's you, if that did happen for you, amazing. Hell yeah. I'm proud of you. You put in the work, you did it and you found something that works for you. Amazing. I cannot praise you enough for that. But if that's not you, don't worry. You're also normal. And I praise you for trying anyways. Majority of the time, it's a bit more complicated than just doing something and everything working out for you. And that's okay. So try not to think of yourself as the exception that, oh, if I just work really hard at this, it's going to work for me. But that's not always the answer because that type of exercise or that type of program just might not be right for you. You can look back at any program or form of exercise that you've tried before and say, hey, yeah, I really wasn't as consistent as I wanted to be when I was trying that and then try it again. That's fine. But there is a difference between that sort of realism with yourself versus thinking back to it And recognizing that it wasn't something that you enjoyed, it wasn't something that you looked forward to doing and saying, oh, well, if I was just more dedicated, if I didn't have these excuses, if I just went really super hard with it and turned my life upside down, then it would work for me. Well, it might. It might work for you if you do turn your life upside down. But your life is going to have to turn right side up at some point, which makes it unsustainable. So if you keep showing up to the gym to weightlift and it makes you feel like shit, stop doing it. There's a big difference between trying to build a habit and that being hard and you continuing to try to implement this habit into your lifestyle when you fucking hate it. Granted, I don't expect everybody to jump out of bed and be super fucking excited to work out. It's not like that. When I say enjoying the routine, it ends up just being a part of your day that you don't mind. Maybe you really do enjoy it. Some people do, but it's some, It's a part of my day. I can't even say I look forward to the gym every day. I really don't. I'm a personal trainer. I don't look forward to going to the gym for myself every day, but what I do look forward to is being in a space 
where I can move my body and I am getting stronger and all of those. And it always just makes me feel so good afterwards. So when I hear all of these claims of, yes, weightlifting is making me so inflamed, messing with my hormones, it just makes me take a step back and question what they are actually doing in order to have that side effect of something that is actually really beneficial for your body in many ways. And I am a crazy girl. I am not a cool girl. I will dig. I will figure out exactly what that person was doing that caused all of those negative side effects for them and try to unveil what they're really trying to say. And what happens was I scrolled through comments. I tried to figure out how they were responding to people and what they were saying. More often than not, the creators that are making these videos of them switching to Pilates failed to mention that when they were weightlifting, they were weightlifting for two hours a day, five to six days per week, loading up on tons of processed foods, protein powders, protein shakes, protein cookies, protein bars, like some of the nastiest shit the fitness industry have ever has ever produced they were consuming because they were chasing that aesthetic they were chasing that bodybuilding kind of aesthetic and of course all of them are promoting these products that help them get to their goals and while every body reacts differently to food having a lot of chemicals that go into the production of that type of food in your body all the time while you're forcing it down is you're not going to feel good. You're not going to feel good. And now I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with protein powder or there's nothing wrong with any food inherently. However, when you're doing it in such a way that is becoming very stressful and hard for your body to maintain and process, yeah, you're going to be inflamed. You're going to be bloated. You're going to have a bad time. So when I hear these claims of, yes, I switched to a gentler exercise, you just, you could have lifted gently. We, we are gentle lifters. <laughs> Not all the time, but the stigma that you have to be going balls to the fucking wall every single gym session is just not sustainable and it's not good for you. Just like stressing yourself out every time you do anything. If you're running, even Pilates, you could do Pilates to the same point that you did weightlifting and you would start feeling the same kind of negative side effects because you're pushing yourself too much and you're not giving your body enough of the shit that it needs, the time, the care, the attention, and I'm saying outside of working out. So I want you all to take everything you see with a grain of salt. If you want to try Pilates because you've been wanting to try it, go for it. But if you are pushing yourself into Pilates because you think it will yield you a specific result, you're going to have the same mindset doing that as you do anything else with exercise. You're going to be miserable. 
You need to take care of yourself with every single type of exercise that you do. I do not really promote the grind or die culture. It's done nothing for me. It's hurt me mentally and physically multiple times, which is why I don't push people into two-hour workouts. I don't push people into doing shit that they don't want to do because it's just not fucking worth it. So when you see somebody who has gotten all of these results from switching and finding something that works for them, we can admire that. We can be inspired by that. But you just have to take into consideration everything they've done from point A to point Z. And you also have to understand that you would still get different results. I'm going to go over some of the major claims that I keep seeing, and I'm going to tell you if they are legitimate or not, just so that you don't have to worry. These are based off of studies that I found on the internet, Um, scientific studies. There's, you can look them up yourself if you want. And this was a study that measures the levels of inflammation as well as other bodily changes in a group of women. I'm just going to read this verbatim from the site because I don't want to fuck it up. The purpose of this study is to clarify the impact of eight weeks of Pilates exercise on body composition, blood lipid, and inflammatory cytokine and mRNA in female undergraduates to investigate the utility of Pilates exercise programs in the future. The result shows that body weight did not change, but body fat ratio increased after the eight-week Pilates exercise regimen. However, the body fat ratio increase was found in the control group as well. It may be inferred that the increase was not from the Pilates exercise, but was due to poor control of the nutritional and dietary habits of the female undergraduates in their 20s during the eight-week period. It was reported that there was no significant differences in body weight, body fat ratio, and waist to hip ratio during their study on the impact of 12 weeks of Pilates exercise using a mat on body composition, blood blood lipid, and blood pressure of 30-year-old female undergraduates. This is just one study, guys. I'm not trying to cherry pick anything just to prove my point. So this is one of the studies that didn't really show any significant differences from a control group of women who were just doing their normal everyday things and then the women that were doing the Pilates exercises for the 12 weeks, okay? Just one study. However, I thought it was interesting because it said that there was a body fat increase in all of the subjects, okay? So, but we don't know why. Okay, it wasn't necessarily due to the exercise. So this is what I'm trying to, I'm trying to use this study as an example of there are so many outside factors and there are so many reasons why your body could be changing that are outside of of what you're doing, of of what exercises you're doing and, and what you're eating. Like there's so many things that go into it to each individual person and even a study on 30 people is not is not a big this is not a big study this it really isn't a big study okay it's not enough people like 15 different types of women like everybody's fucking different okay 30 is not a huge group okay but it is a study nonetheless they didn't find anything that was not consistent with all of the studies that I have read so I'm going to go into that 
But what I'm trying to say is you want to be reading things from these scientific studies and read a couple of them and come to your own consensus. It can't be from a magazine. It can't be from a blogger. Not even a personal trainer. I know. I know you all. I know you trust me. My shit is usually airtight. I'm credible as fuck. But did I conduct a 12-week study to measure the biochemical processes and effects on women's bodies from Pilates? No, I did not. But these scientists did. So if you're looking for credible articles, make sure it's from a prestigious research school or scientist or any EDU. I know even sometimes those things can be skewed, but read a couple of them so that you're not getting any confirmation biased studies that have some sort of hidden agenda. Okay, I'm I can be a paranoid person. All right. But I look out for you all. So I always do take into consideration why these studies are being presented and why we're seeing them. I just, I question everything. I I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It would probably help my anxiety if I didn't, but I just have to. One of the studies I found did show weight loss results in sedentary individuals who started doing Pilates. However, the experimental group was also encouraged to eat healthier whereas the control group was told not to change anything about their day. So this is why you have to find different studies, because even in these studies, it's hard to say what the results came from. Was it because they started doing Pilates, or was it from the difference in food choices? If they were encouraged to eat healthier or or more or less, I don't. we don't really know. Now, listen to me. Hear ye, hear ye. This is not a concept that is exclusive to Pilates. The only reason I am using poor Pilates as a reference is because of the Pilates will make all your dreams come true fad that is going around currently right now. This is typically similar with any type of exercise. I know it seems like I'm I'm singling out and picking on Pilates. I like I fully encourage Pilates. I'm, we're all for it. Okay. I'm just using this as an example. Please don't take this the wrong way. Weight loss requires you to be in a calorie deficit. If you go from sitting around all day to adding Pilates in where you are strength training and burning more calories every day, that could potentially put you in a calorie deficit and you could lose weight. So it's not completely out of pocket that somebody would start doing Pilates and start losing weight or getting toned or seeing those types of changes. It's the same thing as either weightlifting or walking or exerting any kind of energy. The craziest thing about all of this is the hormone claims. Do you release different hormones doing low impact exercises versus high intensity? Yeah, yeah, a little. Is it enough to fix your hypothyroidism? Fuck no. Does Pilates help reduce inflammation compared to more intense versions of exercise? Like HIIT, running, heavy, vigorous weightlifting? Sure. For some people, sure. Not a problem. The problem is that it's being presented to you in a way that is misleading, and it seems so appealing because it's too good to be true. I spoke about this in another episode. I'm not even sorry if this is repetitive because I need to keep you all as educated as motherfucking possible, if you are tired of weightlifting or whatever exercise routine you're doing right now, go do Pilates. 
do whatever sets your soul on fire, baby. The most effective form of exercise for weight loss or for whatever your goal is, is the one that you enjoy the most. The one that you can stick to long term. The one that makes you feel your absolute fucking best. That is the one that you should be doing. They all have benefits to them that shouldn't be minimized to just weight loss. If your main goal is to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit regardless. Your body does not give a fuck if that's from Pilates or fucking skateboarding. You could literally skateboard for weight loss. You could walk for weight loss. You could have sex for weight loss. You could assemble IKEA furniture for weight loss if it's putting you in a calorie deficit. The difference between these exercises is how it changes your body composition. That I can agree on. Lifting for hypertrophy, aka bodybuilding, is going to give you a different body composition than Pilates. Fair. Okay. However, genetics still play a massive role in how these exercises help us. Two different people who do Pilates will get different results. It's not just copy and paste body time with Pilates or any specific kind of, kind of exercise routine. I'm going to go through the things that actually matter when it comes to exercising and seeing results just to set this in stone. We are going to be focusing on fat loss and muscle gain as known as getting toned. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's the same thing. Gaining muscle and losing fat is the exact same thing as being toned or getting toned. Things that you need to lose fat and get toned or get your Pilates body, whatever you want to call it. Number one, a strength training routine that involves progressive overload, such as Pilates, weightlifting, yoga, bodyweight exercises. Yeah. All of those things are strength training. Pilates is strength training. That's why it works. Okay? It does have progressive overload. If you are following a routine that isn't completely randomized, if you're able to build on top of your current routine every week, you're going to you're going to see results 100%. Number 2. You need a slight a slight calorie deficit if needed. You want to focus on getting enough protein in and your overall calories in versus out. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to count or do anything like that. Sometimes it's becoming more intuitive. Sometimes it's just being more mindful. Sometimes it's just diminishing your shame around food if you have any. Okay, maybe stop binge eating if that's a problem for you or stop restricting if that's like whatever that means for you. You want to make sure that you're able to do what you want to do and see results at the same time, but you need to be in a slight calorie deficit. You can do that through food. You can do that through exercise. Okay. Either one. There's a few ways to be in a deficit. It doesn't necessarily have to be always nutrition or always exercise. Okay. It can be one or the other. Number three, consistency. You need to be able to do the thing for a long ass time. Number four, patience. Getting any kind of results takes time and consistency <laughs> with both your workouts and nutrition. Give yourself six months of consistency with your workout routine and nutrition, and then we can see if it's actually something that's not working for you. As far as balancing your hormones and all of that, your nutrition will help significantly. Strength training will help as well. 
whether you're somebody who really enjoys and feels invigorated by high intensity exercises versus feels better with more low intensity, that's up to you. Okay, that's on you. It, it doesn't affect us all the same. So it, it isn't a one set in stone problem and solution. If you have a bigger hormone problem, you got to go to a doctor, you got to get it treated, tested, all that. I know I don't love doctors either. I literally have a crippling fear of them, but there's many hormonal conditions that can be regulated. And if you do have a hormonal disorder that you know of, it's going to take a little bit longer. This is something that I do want to be real about because having hypothyroid, PCOS, anything like that, it does make getting to your fitness goals difficult. It makes it more difficult. And unfortunately, it is the way it is. However, we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives anyways. So whether it takes you a year, two years, five years to get there, you're going to have to keep doing the same thing regardless. So we're do we're in this fitness ship for for good. So it if it takes you a little bit longer because you have these conditions, so be it. You're still going to get there. And once it, you start to see those results, it does get easier, but everybody is different. There is no quick fix. Pilates is not a quick fix. Weightlifting is not a quick fix. It might go faster if you're doing the right exercises and staying on top of your nutrition and incorporating progressive overload versus when you were just doing random workouts. Random workouts get random results. Remember this. Mock my words. Next time this fad comes around, think about this. Think about this when the weightlifting fad comes back around too. Can we guess which fad is going to come around next? I don't know. They all come back, but you just never know when. You know, it's like a little scary. It's kind of fun. But you get it now. This will never, ever stop. And if you want to try all of those things, fucking go for it. Live your life. But keep it real. Stop doing things because you're desperately trying to change your body in a short amount of time. If you're going to try it, try it with grace and try it with a good-ass attitude because you deserve that. You deserve to have an experience that creates more joy or contrast or whatever in your life. Even if you fucking fail it, you, you deserve to enjoy those moments and have that be a part of your life that isn't going to completely destroy you, okay? We try some things. Maybe they don't work for us. Maybe we don't like them. Fine. That's literally what life is about. It's, that's what it's about. The, it's the journey. <laughs> like we're in it. We're we're in our lives right now. This is what we're supposed to be enjoying. So if we're not enjoying what we're doing right now, we got to switch it up because we do have that power. We do have the ability to do that and we have enough information in front of us to make those educated decisions. Okay? I know this one's a shorty this week, but I was feeling stumped and this is the only thing speaking to me in the moment. I really appreciate you guys for sticking with me and allowing me to figure my own shit out on this journey and be here to help you guys every step of the way. I love you all so, so much. I do have an interesting podcast episode I have an idea for next. I'm excited about that. And I will talk to you later. Bye.